0: Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.
1: I love that Cliff Richard song, Summer Holiday. I mean, December is around the corner. We've just got to get through exams or work or whatever it is, and just on the other side of that. Rest and relaxation. So, as I said, to get you in the mood, 23rd and 24th of November, it is Cliff Richard and the Shadows, the high street band tributes. Um, and it's really about their 60 years in showbiz. So, go to Ticket Pro, Get yourself tickets. It's going to be a fab, 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 fab celebration. Um, and as I said, proceeds go to the DL link. Looking forward to that one. So... I also think that something that we need to discuss, and certainly our guests are going to be talking about that, is with this time of the year, with um, things winding down, some people are... Ending jobs, some people are ending schools. Some people are, um, you know, facing all sorts of different challenges. And what? How are you feeling at this time of the year? Are you excited? Are you feeling slightly anxious? Um, how are you dealing with the challenges that life gives you? Are we just, you know, moving forward and not really thinking about it, or? are these thoughts bombarding you 24-7 we're going to be, Dr. Martini is going to be joining us uh, a little bit later in the show, we're going to be talking about fear, what do we do with fear, I mean fear is a good thing I mean that's how we've survived all this time, homo sapiens because of fear and we can react and we can we can survive and get out of there but what about when we're not being attacked, not when we're not under um, really any dangerous circumstances, how do we deal with fear in life, um, Dr. John Demartini is going to be um, looking at that and hopefully giving us some tips. And then in a moment, just after the break, I'm going to be talking to Con Bertish. We had him on the show earlier this year. He was so incredibly inspirational. He is a cancer warrior, brain cancer. Um, he's going to be telling us about this extraordinary journey because he has put together an app um, for anyone who is going through cancer who's going through that journey and he says i survived brain cancer now i make people harder to kill we'll ask him what that means after the break
2: ifm 101.9
0: megahertz of life
1: so if at first you don't succeed try try again i'm sure con appreciates that hi you con you there I am. Is that fine? Is that better? It's a little bit better. Let's, let's go for it and, and hopefully we'll be able to hear you. Hopefully. So, so Con, for our listeners who didn't manage to catch the show earlier in the year, um, you were diagnosed yeah. with a very rare, um, they found a, 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 rare tumor like the size of a, of a squash was ball. A rare, right? it no, Yeah. It was a,
0: a, a tumor the size of a squash ball in the back of my brain. Yes.
1: And you, they had to operate. And, yeah, tumor. and, tumor, and
0: tumor, yes. uh, Emergency. Okay. Two emergency operations.
1: Two emergency operations, and you actually died on the table, right?
0: I did. I wasn't supposed. To.
1: <laughs> so this is a gift. Every day for you is really an incredible gift.
0: So really, it 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 it, it um, galvanised my thinking that I, and it's, it's something that I I promote around the world, is that we all need to now earn our our earn our place on the planet. So my, my job is to earn my right to have the life that I have. And that is to to serve serve humans and try and make humans and the planet harder to kill.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love that. So so your purpose, so you're saying that we need to earn our, our our place here. We need to serve, and yours is to help people who have cancer, um, and build an inner resilience because I think that. What I really want to focus on and what, what I was saying, so the last time we spoke about was how you being a creative person approached your cancer from a creative perspective. Maybe you can expand on that.
0: Yeah, so, so what was interesting was that I realized that when, when you face fear, and I learned this from my years at the Big Wave Surfer, is when you face fear, you, and there are two ways of dealing with it. Either you, Either you um, you you become helpless, and and another way is that you start engaging with it. So whether it's if it's a, if it's a wave, then it's uh, how you how you dive down under the water and you kind of become part of the ocean and you you relax your body and you become part of this thing. Hmm. But if you try and fight it, you you end up expanding uh, using too much oxygen, which makes it harder for you to get back to the top. And a lot of people facing cancer they become helpless because of the fear of what cancer is mm. and and that helplessness essentially affects your immune function because when humans are helpless our immune systems are compromised mm. making it harder for our bodies to 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 deal with the disease. So I at the time I needed to shift my behavior and to start involving myself in my own healing together with the medicine. And that was really about empowering myself so that I wasn't helpless. I had a job to do. Mm. And when I had a job to do, which was to...
1: Oh, Con, are you there? That was so important, what your job was. Oh, no, 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 and it's so important. I think we've lost Con. We're going to try him. We're going to try him again. Let's see. We've got someone here. We're going to try him. Fantastic. Fantastic um con spoke about um and will he'll hopefully if we have a chance he'll he'll expand on it that really he saw his brain as something that was malleable um and that he could move and that he could change and he used an incredible amount of visualization um and i think that that's possibly what he was going to with the lesson because i, I think it's a, a a great way of describing in this because he does he does these extreme he's an extreme sportsman and he has um, surf these enormous enormous waves that i just look at and i want to turn and run and he's faced them and it's and it is incredible because with fear you're either going to be helpless or you're going to go with it um, and then you're going to adapt within that fearful environment um, and so that's the um really the stance that he took but let me tell you a little bit while we are trying to get hold of him let me tell you a little bit about this app that he's put together that's it's called cancer dojo and i really want to I keep stressing it because a lot of you who listen to the show, you are cancer warriors or you know of people who are on this journey. Um, and Con, who is incredibly creative. I mean, that's his business and that's what he's done has put this, um, app together, um, because he sees it as an empowering app. Um, he, he wants to empower cancer sufferers to play an active role in their cancer treatments. Um, and the whole intention is, is to make People more resilient to the negative effects of the disease, and so the Dojo approach taps into the principles of P and I. And PNI is psychoneuroimmunology, which is really the study of the effect of the mind on health and resistance to disease. So the app provides a simple, informed, user-friendly journey that teaches, patient, teaches patients how to actively engage with their chosen treatments um, and to stay motivated and to generate their own meditations, which sounds amazing. Um, the, you can learn how to visualize, to be more mindful. Um, they also focus on eating better, living better, laughing more, and ultimately becoming happier, healthier, and, uh, in Con's words, harder to kill, um, So that's what it's called, and uh, Con said that this app is available um, on the uh, the App Store, the iTunes um, Store as well. So have a look at it. It's um, and I'd love your feedback, and I'm sure Con would love your feedback as well. It's called cancer dojo so um download that app have a look um interact with it um see if it changes the way you experience this journey um and see if it has the positive impact that it's meant to have um unfortunately we can't get hold of con um it just doesn't seem to be a good line and um And it really, really is a pity because he has so much to say and he's absolutely amazing. So let's go to a song um, because nothing like some good old music on a Thursday afternoon um, and then we'll talk more. So don't go anywhere.
0: Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.
1: And if you've joined us, just joined us, welcome, welcome. This is The Deal Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Um, I always so enjoy having Dr. John Demartini on the show, as I'm sure you do. And once again, we have him um, on via Skype um, today, not um, in the studio. John, welcome. Lovely, lovely having you back on the show.
2: Well, thank you for having me.
1: I hope you're well.
2: I'm doing well. Great. Thank you.
1: Fantastic. So we were, well, we were trying to um, speak to um, Con Bertish just before you. Con has an extraordinary story of being diagnosed with a very rare brain tumor. Um, and he's also ex- an extreme sportsman. So he loves um, surfing waves. And as he said, with fear, um, there are two choices with fear. Um, he said the helplessness um, or you engage with the fear. And unfortunately, we weren't able to really carry that um, discussion through because we had a bad line. And we are focusing on, on fear because, you know, people experience fear in, in so many areas of their lives and very specifically here on the DL Link show when you are diagnosed with cancer, um, and, and facing that, perhaps some people would describe it as the greatest fear and how they react and how do they move from feeling helpless to engaging with this challenge. So maybe you want to speak to that, John. I mean, what, what, you know, I'm sure the in, positive aspects Speaks to fear but how do we deal with fear
2: well I hope I have a couple of weeks to discuss this one I
1: know. <laughs> maybe even a uh, lifetime
2: <laughs> yeah the, first of all every human being lives moment by moment by a set of priorities a set of values things that are most to least important in their life whenever they are living in alignment with what they value most they have the least amount of phobia fear anxiety and they have the highest probability of living in their executive center where they're more rational, objective, and seeing both sides of things and prepared with foresight. So the key is to making sure you're doing something that is extremely priority and extremely meaningful to you to reduce fears. Okay. The second is to make sure you're not pursuing something that's fantasia. Because the second you set up a philia, a fantasy, you create a phobia to counterbalance it to get you back into objectivity. And if you have a fear, you have, there's two primary fears that underlie every human behavior. The fear of loss of that which you seek and the fear of gain of that which you're trying to avoid. Hmm. So finding out what you're seeking that you're attached to, that you're that you're afraid of losing, and finding out what you're actually frightened about coming near you and identifying that, and finding out the flip side of it helps neutralize the fear. Because okay. if you're infatuated, let's say you meet somebody on your first date and you're highly infatuated, You're now fear of somebody coming and taking it away or fear of them leaving you. But after you've gotten to balance your equation and get to know them and know both sides of them, you're less frightened of that. And the same thing if you're first frightened by something and you see it as terrible and you want to avoid it, if you don't see the upsides to it and balance it, you're going to be frightened of it being near you. And you'll be externally run by these imbalances perspectives. So you have to make sure you balance out your mind if you want to liberate yourself from the living in a fear zone, you might say.
1: If we have to look at a cancer diagnosis, um, how does one find the positives in something like that?
2: Well, I, I mean, I've worked with God, thousands of patients with cancers, mm. and I've seen um, many times they get closer to their family. They start looking at what's really priority in their life. They start uh, doing some of the things they've been hesitating on. They start eating differently. They start uh, going and thanking people. They start they go back to priority in life. So if you if you stop and look at what's the benefit side of it, because people assume that it's a gloom and doom, but it's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. Many treatments today are able to take care of the cancers, and it's not necessarily a a death sentence. Many people have an assumption that's the case, but if it is, you look at what it's doing for you and how is it helping you, and ask the question. Quality of your life is based on the quality of the questions you ask. And if you ask, okay, what's the upside of this experience? You'll find out that you're getting really sincerely communicative with the people you care about. You're getting focused on what's really, really important. You're looking at your bucket list and looking at what's priority. You're starting to do things you've been hesitating on. There's lots of benefits, upsides that what it does. And many times those very solutions and actions are... I would actually help you resolve the, the condition. Mm. So
1: how does, one, how does one move, John, from the moment of that helplessness when you first have the diagnosis, when you're paralyzed, when you're in the fear, where your mind goes to worst-case scenario, um, you projecting into the future? It's so uncertain. Um, to reaching the point when you can do that, when you are looking at the upsides, when you're reevaluating your life, your relationships, is there, is it just time? Is there something you can do to accelerate, to get yourself into that stage quicker?
2: Well, in order to have a fear, you, you can't have fear of the unknown. You only have fear of the content that your mind is giving you at that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're choosing to see only the downsides, well, that's not what's there. That's no, there's no fact behind that. Mm-hmm. That's just a choice you're making. So if you're choosing to see the downsides without the upsides, you're going to be really wallowing in fear. Mm-hmm. But if you stop and take in command and be accountable to see both sides, accountability means to see both sides of an event. And if you can see the other side and at, right the moment you hear about it, what, what's the upside of this? What, what, what's the benefit sides to this? Cause it's just an assumption that it's a negative. Yeah. Just because you have a cancer diagnosis doesn't mean it's all negative. I've seen lives change and, and catalyze unbelievable accomplishments from cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's There are people that have had cancer that recovered from it and went on to write books and do things, change lives. There's many things that have upsides to it. But if you choose to see the downside, that's just your choice you made. Yeah. you got to go and ask yourself, what's the upside and how do I use this to my advantage now? It's not what happens to us and it's not even our, our, our diseases that make us. It's what we decide in our perceptions, decisions, and actions.
1: John, you started off and you you spoke about living um, with these higher values and connecting with what our purpose is and looking at the values, breaking them down and living that way. We're all different. So you have the person who definitely the glass is half full. You have another person the glass is half empty. It's a different approach. How do you deal with people when they're so different and they have such a different way of, of, of approaching a challenge?
2: Well, it's what their habit is. If they have a habit of looking at the downsides, not the upsides, well, then they're choosing it. But no just know that nobody does something unless they perceive there's more advantage and disadvantage. Some people, when they find out they've got a diagnosis or something like that, they'll sit and wallow on that, and that gets them sympathy, and they're looking for sympathy. There's an advantage in their mind by getting sympathy, and everybody helps them. Other people realize, hey, that's not going to be it. It's not going to give me any favor. It's not going to help my physiology, and they'll make it make a decision. Let's look at the upsides and let's do something and change our behavior. Most diagnosis are feedback mechanisms guiding us to live a different life, a different priority, and it's trying to get us back to living the most authentic and most balanced and resilient life we can. Our our immune system will rally if we actually go to priority. I, mean, I could go into the second win priority. When we go into our executive center, we have more resilience, more adaptability. We have more use stress, and we help our immune system with its natural killer cells, cackling cancers. But if we sit there and we wallow in it, we get into a pity party, and we focus on the doomsday. Our immune system runs down further, and we perpetuate the very thing we fear.
1: So, w- what stood out for me, and I love what you said, was habit. Um, I spoke about different personalities, different types of people. Um, And I suppose when you believe that, you say, uh, you know, this is me, I can't change, and this is how I am. But you spoke to habit. Maybe we can expand on that, because if you do habitually go to a certain way of thinking, it means you can shift it. So the how is what I'm interested in.
2: Well, you know, when the first time you're – when you're a kid – You know, your mom and dad says, now brush your teeth, go to bed and brush your teeth. And you don't think about it. But by the time you hit 12, 13, 14, or whatever, and you start uh, wanting to kiss somebody, you brush your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You have the capacity to change, but you have to have a drive to do it. Mm -hmm. So you have to stack up enough reasons for doing it, enough motives for doing it to get the habit changed. But I've yet to see a change, a habit that can't be changed. It's just a matter of stacking it. If I have a person that smokes cigarettes every single day, they're like a chain smoker, and I say, I'll give you a $1,000 not to smoke for an hour. They go, sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You give them enough reason for doing it, they won't do it. I tell them somebody that doesn't smoke, and they would never smoke. And I give them, if you had $10,000 to smoke a cigarette, they go, okay, they'll do it if you got enough motive. Alfred Marshall says you can always measure something and the motive of something economically. So it's a matter of giving them the right incentive to do it. You can change any behavior. It's just a conditioned reflex mm.
1: so for people who are listening John um, and they want to change those habits, they want to change the way they're thinking, um, they want to look at the upsides. Um, how do they self motivate?
2: well, the first thing to do is if they really want to do it, then they sit down with a piece of paper and write them down and don't stop until you see them.
1: Write down and all the advantages you're saying
2: yeah, yeah. i mean I, I've had people i've 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 been told. I've had many, 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 many consults over the years where people say, I just found out I had diagnosed with cancer. And I said, okay. And they call me and go, what do I do? And I said, all right, let's find the benefits. And they go, what? Find the benefits? Let's find how, it's, how you're going to use it to your advantage. Because if you sit there and look at all the downsides, it's not going to get you inspired to do anything different. You're just going to wallow in it. So, you know, you can be a victim of your history or master of your destiny. So we said, what's the benefit side? Okay, well, now you're going to sit down and you're, you're going to get out of the job that you've been frustrated with that you didn't want to do. Maybe that's the unconscious motive you have. There's always an unconscious motive behind mm-hmm. it. Then you ask, okay, what's it doing? It's going to make you closer to your family. You're going to find out they really care about you. Maybe you've not been communicating appreciation to them. Well, that goes up. You may all of a sudden go, you know, I think I'm going to start eating it a little differently. I've been procrastinating on that. I'm going to start eating my, my life and make sure I fill my body with quality foods and make sure that I'm now doing a little exercise. You might all of a sudden go in and find out that this is the greatest thing that ever happened to you. I'm absolutely certain I've seen cases where people that have had death sentence sounding things, they're freaking out. They turn it into an opportunity and they end up writing a book about their change. Mm. So it's not necessarily what has, happens to you. It's what you decide to do with it.
1: Mm. I mean, we see it on this show all the time, John. I mean, I, I can't count how many times cancer warriors have come onto the show and said, you know, on, on some level – it's been a gift because of what they've learned and how they've grown and how they've reevaluated their lives and changed things, um, which is always incredible. Just last week, I had someone come on and she's written a book and she wants to now help other people. Exactly. And yeah, and that seems to be the story, right? That seems to be it's the purpose. purpose. What
2: I found in cancer patients, and I know this is going to offend some of them that may be listening to some degree, but it's something I've observed in thousands of them. A lot of them have they have a, what is called absolutisms in their perceptions. They say, well, my mother was always mean to me, my, my father was, was not, and I was abandoned, and they run stories many times. And they're, they're in a situation where they're non-resilient, and they, they, they reversed the transpositions in their genes are literally activating old genomes and old gene toolkits. And what happens they actually run themselves down, their immune system and their genetic system are regressed. And if they go in there and take the things that they have that are highly polarized in their perceptions and balance it out and go and do an inventory of their life and everything that they can't say thank you for, go back and look at it again until you can be grateful for it. Amazing rallying occurs in the immune system and helps body, the body rally around it and hmm. help to heal the cancers.
1: Hmm. Incredible. John, we're going to take a break. Please stay with us. We'll, we'll be with yeah. you in a moment.
0: Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.
1: Welcome back to the DL Link Show. I have Dr. John Demartini um, on the line. He is the founder of the Demartini Institute, one of the world's leading authorities on human behavior and personal development. He's a professional speaker, author, and business consultant, so we're delighted to have him on the show. We're looking at fear. Um, John, you were saying that there are these two aspects um, and that you were saying that to be able to look at the upside um, can help on so many levels and very deep, 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 deep levels. If you look at um, um, the upside of, of, of challenges that we face in life, we we live in uncertain times. We live in a country where you know things are up and things are down, and economies down. I mean, you know, you visit South Africa all the time in uncertainty within government, and and so people have this overriding stress, this this state of fear. Um, a lot of people listening to the show today are thinking. Do I stay in this country? Do I leave? Is it a safe place for my children? What does the future hold? So it's a it's a completely different kind of a fear in terms of a cancer diagnosis. It's this this fear that you learn to live with. What would you say to that, John? Is it the same? Are you able to sit and go right? Let's sit and let's look at the upsides.
2: Well, you know, I've been I've been teaching the program, the breakthrough experience, for over 30 years. And I've seen just about every imaginable thing a person faces. I've yet to see anything that an individual can experience that can't be turned into something to be grateful for. And I know that sounds outrageous, but it doesn't matter to me. I've seen it. I've watched it. it. Mm. It's about the questions you ask. And, um, you know, in in South Africa, there's lots of challenges going on, but it's not what happens to us. It's what we decide to do with it and how we perceive it.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. You know, if we're not foresighting and planning ahead and, making sure that we are actually meeting people's needs. You know, if, if there's a fluctuation in the economy, it's, we're, our job is to make sure we're meeting people's needs so we have a demand on our supply so we have a, a quality income. And if we see that there's challenges in a government, that to a person that's really an entrepreneur, they see that as an opportunity because that means there's a something missing in the government that could be filled in and be uh, sold in the marketplace. There's leadership to be taken on. So I don't see it, you know, to run from it and to run from challenges is a sign of not living by priority. Mm. But to actually pursue challenges that inspire you to tackle, that's leadership. So I don't see a reason to run. I see a reason to tackle and fill in the gaps that people are running away from. Mm.
1: So when you see things, that's what pops out for you and you're just trained and that's your habit.
2: Yeah, because it's, it's, it's the way you see it. Really? You know, I, I've had people come in into, into my seminars and breakthrough experience over the years and they go, well, I've, I've had this happen. I've had this happen. A guy said, he says, well, he comes into me and he, has been going to his therapist and the therapist said, you know, you've been abandoned. Your mother wasn't there for you. And you, and because of that, you know, you you're frightened of people leaving you and this and that. And he goes on, he's wallowing in it and he's griping. He's pitching. He's, he's blaming and things like that. I said, stop. I said, stop your story. You run your story, you go nowhere. I said, "Let's go look on the Internet and let's go find out how many people did extraordinary things with exactly the same start. Mm-hmm. And Sir Isaac Newton and Taco Bry and you know Bill Clinton and, and Wayne Dyer, I could just go through the list. There's a list of 700 people that started just like that boy. When mm-hmm. I showed him that list, he goes, "Oh, I'm special." I said, "Yeah, <laughs> Your mom obviously didn't have the capacity to take care of and she delegated it to other people, and you now have opportunities to do something extraordinary with your life. Mm-hmm. If you perceive it in a way that works in your favor, And see things on the way, not in the way. You don't run stories of victimhood. You run stories of opportunity. Then this is the difference between an attitude that makes you go places and an attitude that you succumb to. Mm,
1: See things on the way, not in the way. When are you coming to South Africa, John? I'm here. You're here? (laughs) I'm in
2: Cape Town. I'm I'm actually in Cape Town right now doing uh, interviews and did a presentation last night and also doing the Breakthrough Experience over the weekend. So I'm here.
1: (laughs) So when are you in Joburg, John?
2: I was just there last week oh well I, mean, I just got here yesterday from Joeburg I was there for this whole last week
1: well I'm sorry we didn't get to see you face to face and I'm hoping that next time you're in joburg it'll be a face to face and'll oh, pro- very much yeah it'll as I said it'll be around the corner John thank you so much I think so many people out there listening that there's a possibility of taking that fear turning it around looking at the upside that it is a training that um, if you get out of your story if you learn to focus Focus on those upsides, if you write it down, you change your habit, you change your experience, you change your
2: life. So true. Give yourself permission to do something extraordinary on the planet. Know that the quality of your life is based on the quality of the questions you ask yourself. And if you ask questions of how things are helping you get what you want, you get there.
1: Love it. Dr. John Demartini, as always, a pleasure. Thank you so much and enjoy
2: Cape Town. Thank you so much.
1: Dr. John DeMartini, wow, 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 founder of the DeMartini Institute. He visits South Africa regularly. You know, if what he says resonates, have a look for when he next visits. Are we going to take a quick break? And then we are going to be talking about a certain race, which is going to be taking place on Sunday. So if you're going to be going out, just have a look and see if the roads are going to be open. Um, because you're going to see certainly DL Link team riding in on the streets and, uh, with the names of warriors on their backs and just looking absolutely amazing. So we're going to be talking about that after the break.
0: IFM 101.9 megahertz of life.
1: So we've been talking about it for months now and it's finally happening on Sunday and we are all very, very excited and certainly at the DL Link working so hard. Tammy is going to be talking to us in a moment, but really working so hard to get the team together. And we have a DL Link Angel and Warrior that are um, connected, they are related um, and they're very much involved in the race that's taking place on Sunday. So Lance Schneider, Maxine Schneider, welcome and lovely to have you both on on The show. Thank and I must just say, it's a, you, you missed, you missed. I didn't miss because I was sitting in the studio. You were listening to the ads, but there was such an emotional interaction between Ma- Maxine and Lance when Tammy handed over Lance's kit. Um, and let me tell you why. So, Lance, you're, you're right, you're cycling for your Aunt Maxine.
3: That's right, yeah.
1: Come a little bit closer to the microphone. There we go, we can hear you. So, have you ridden before?
3: That's my 13th cycle tour. Your 13th. So First time with started. the DL Link? First time with the DL Link, yeah. Why
1: I'm with the DL Link?
3: Um, <laughs> so it was completely for selfish reasons that I contacted Tammy
1: mm-hmm.
3: and it was because I'd heard that they could arrange certain things for me that I wanted to do a double loop and, and then, you know, it's a Jewish radio station and we're, you know, Hashem took over and Hashem runs things and it, It became about something so much bigger than my personal ambitions. It became about, about DLLink and, and about representing a a cancer warrior. And since it's what, maybe a month since I contacted Tammy to today, it's, it's been, it's been amazing. It's been emotional. You know, I've I've spent the the whole year training for this, Mm -hmm. doing, thinking I'm doing it for myself. And at the end of it, I'm, I'm really, not doing it for myself at all. I'm, I'm doing it for, for Maxine and, and for the DL link.
1: Wow, Lance, what a what a journey. So, so just to go back, you contacted Tammy because she could arrange something. <coughs> yeah. And you had no other intention. Had you heard of the DL link?
3: I, I'd heard of it because I've had other friends who have done events for the DL link, but uh-huh. I, I had no idea what they did. In fact, right. I was um, on the phone with Tammy quickly Googling DL link to see exactly what it was that she was talking about. Yeah. And, and reading the website while, while I was chatting to her. And, and then during our conversation, she said, we pair you up with, with the cancer warrior. Do you know anybody who has cancer? And it was like a bombshell hitting us. Do I know anybody who has cancer? And so it was quite, in fact, it was on a, it was on a Friday and I didn't actually feel I was like, "Yeah, yes, my aunt has cancer. Like, can we move on? You know, I've got stuff that I want to achieve here." Mm. And when that's not my
1: objective, you've got another objective. Absolutely wasn't Uh even in
3: my wasn't even in my in my sight. And when I was telling my wife about it, my wife and kids at Shabbos dinner that evening, and (laughs) I had a lump in my throat, and I looked at my wife, and she was crying, and and you know, it was like, "Wow, this this thing which was honestly was was completely selfish has just become."
1: Much bigger so, than you, so
3: much, so much bigger, and so much more oh. important than than any ambition I have for Isn't this. Isn't
1: that incredible? Amazing! Wow, that's something very yeah. special. So, Maxine, welcome.
4: Thank you. So, Thanks you, for having h- us.
1: Oh, it's just lovely having you on the show. You are Lance's aunt. Yes, I am. Had you heard of the dl link before? Oh.
4: Unfortunately, only from just under a year ago when I was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd again, like Lance, it was in the back, but mm-hmm. you know, unless. It concerns you, you don't realize, um, to a degree. Um, and about January this year, um, my daughter happened to speak to Gabby, and she said, I need you to do me a favor. Because, you know, still at that moment, I couldn't believe what was happening. Mm-hmm. And they kept saying, phone DL link, and I, I just couldn't, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, then he came to see me, and they have been... Absolutely wonderful.
1: What, what, what's, what's really helped you along the way?
4: Just their caring. Their, just being there. Uh, it is just unbelievable. Mm. I mean, you've just got to open your mouth and you've got a meal and you've got a challah and if you need a lift, um it's, they are just a beautiful organization. I go now and listen, do talks with them, which I really look forward to my Tuesday afternoons. Um, talk the um, I go for um, um, Reiki. Um, yeah, I've become the family. I'm the hello mm. sort of story. Mm. They are fantastic, absolutely
1: fantastic. So how how did you feel when you heard that Lance was going to be riding with your name on his back?
4: Well, of course he didn't phone me and tell me.
1: <laughs> the next
4: minute, my husband got a WhatsApp or an email or you know whatever with this all and I thought and of course exactly I got a lump in my throat. And um, I was I was like taken aback. Mm. I mean I I didn't expect it, you know, at all. Um, and thank you, Lance, that's what I can say and just be safe on the roads. <laughs> Love you lots
1: Well that's why I said you know off air It was such an emotional little interaction that happened here With Tammy giving Lance his kit And then Lance really hitting you Lance That this is it and this is what you're doing And here your aunt is next to you And it's just yeah This is what the deal link is all about It's, it's being there, it's holding you It's supporting you on such a huge level Such a huge creating level Creating shifts Lance This is probably one of those mind shifting periods in your life
3: so, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the amount of time I've spent riding a bicycle is, is probably very selfish. A time away from our family, and you know, it's time for myself really. And to actually to be able to devote it to somebody else, somebody so important in my life, mm. Maxine's like another mother to me. Mm. I grew up in her house, and to be able to to actually make some sort of meaning out of out of this. It, it's it's it, it is quite powerful, and and I, and I thought, I, you know, I can't in my head like how does me riding a bike help Maxine? Like how, how does it really like it does it make her day happier? But being part of DL Link and being able to fundraise and to and to be such a, a small part in such a powerful organisation is is very powerful, mm. and it's it's a it's a paradigm shift. Yeah. So it adds a lot of meaning to the event.
1: Well, that's awesome. It's just amazing. So let's bring Tam in. Hey, Tam. <coughs>
5: Alex, thanks for having
1: us all here. Wow. So, time has come. Yeah, you know, I well, mean, yeah. this is it. Countdown stages. I mean, a beautiful story with uh, Lance and Maxine.
5: Yeah, well, I'm actually sitting here getting shivers I because, know. I mean, we've only really spoken on the phone, Lance and I. <laughs> <Are we laughs> a lot person? of times. <laughs>
3: so, so Tammy, Tammy is a saint. Tammy has a lot of important things to do and the fact that she gives me 30 seconds to answer my my whiny (laughs) WhatsApp.
5: So so (laughs) just to say that Lance has been incredible, I mean, since the beginning, our first conversation, he's just reminded me of um, when I said, do you know someone? And then... Um, he said something, Maxine Schneider, and I said, but I'm sure we know her. And then I just wanted to double check. I didn't want to say on the phone. A few minutes later I asked Gabby, and he said, of course, you know, we know her very well. And then I got back to Lance to tell him, and then... But basically, in that conversation, Lon said, you know, I'm really happy to do it, but I just, I'm not comfortable asking people for money, and I can't raise money. Like, maybe I have an idea of another way I could do it, but I just, I'm not so comfortable raising the money. Anyway, so I just want to thank Lon so much, because to date, he's already raised over 8,000 rand, which is yep, For incredible. someone who hates
1: fundraising. <laughs> well done, Lon. So, That's no. outstanding. He's actually
5: gone above and beyond yeah. and just made such a huge effort. And while we're sitting here with Maxine, I also just want to wish from DL Link Maxine a huge refer, just an easy Amen. journey. And, I mean, the whole, um like Lance was saying, how does it, like riding for someone, you know, help someone who has cancer? You know, at DL Link, our whole thing is that we can't do anything about an illness. We can't. That's not in our hands. That's in Hashem's hands. But what we try and do is just make it a little bit easier along the way, a little bit more comfortable, take the burden off the family a little bit and just try and identify with them and show them they're not alone in this and they're not alone in the world and we have to hold their hand for anything they might need. So when we do something like riding or running a race, it's basically just identifying with them. And the way we put it is that, you know, our dealing families, they can't choose when this challenge hits them, it just hits, mm. and it usually comes out of nowhere, and there's hills, and there's ups and downs, and, um you know, please God, we could just be there along the way, but what the riders and runners are showing them is that they've chosen now to take on this huge challenge, and the fact that they do it and fundraise at the same time brings so much meaning because, of course, the funds help dealing to continue, to help um, families who are affected by cancer, and without that we actually wouldn't exist, so mm. it's actually doing a huge, huge mitzvah raising the money is just literally tzedakah and charity, and it's in the merit of that person that they're riding for, and just to add that we actually told that um, tzedakah, charity saves from death it says that in the Torah, and The fact is that raising all this money is charity and it's also giving so many other people who don't have an opportunity to ride or run, you know, maybe they're not in the race, but they're also part of it because every single donor and every single sponsor out there, whether they're giving 50 rand or 10,000 rand, they're giving the same charity and it's the same mitzvah in the merit of all the families that we're riding for. Hmm. And yeah, I just want to wish, you know, all the families just a recovery an easy and smooth journey. Um, And, of course, to our riders, just to wish them all so much luck along the race. Um, And just to extend our wishes to David Slotto and his team. He's got a team going to um, celebrate the miracle of 20th years of his miracle recovery. And Deal Link would also like to wish them all lots of luck from us. We'll see you on the road. (laughs) You won't miss us in our colourful kiss
1: oh fantastic
5: and yeah just to say again thanks to all the sponsors and donors as I explained how much you've added to this phenomenal event on
1: Sunday well, I just want to say good luck to everybody, all the riders, the DL Link team, the rest of the teams. Well done, Tam, for putting it together. We're going to have a debrief after, hear all about it. Have a phenomenal okay. journey. Lance, thank you so much. All the best, Maxine. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Wishing you lots of good health. And Tam And that yes. if anyone wants to sponsor,
5: we've still got you know the rest of the week until Sunday. Just go to DLLink.coza and go to the events page, and you'll be able to choose any rider you want to sponsor for. Please all come to the party.
1: There we have it. Listen, I hope you enjoyed the show for me, Nikki Seberini. Until next week, take care. Goodbye.